Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I work to tear down the walls of oppression, injustice, and my self-dignity. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington? It's February. It is indeed. You know what February means to me, man? Love or the lack thereof? I mean, sometimes. (laughs) But February usually means another thing entirely. New anime! Uh... Oh, come on. When you've been single as long as I have, new anime is about all you have to look forward to at this age. <laughs> Who needs Valentines when you can have waifus? Exactly! <laughs> I mean, my waifus have never rejected me. <laughs> Sadly cries into body pillow. <laughs> Which I do not own. Point of fact. Doubt. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely don't own one. I have so much anime paraphernalia. Just, of course you don't own one, Sean. Don't dramatically wink. This is an auditory program. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this works at all. I feel like they could all feel the wink, though. <laughs> I felt it. And it made me uncomfortable. All right, so there's new anime, and we've been exploring a lot of new anime recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much so, in fact, that I realize a lot of new anime over and over and over again can get a little stale from time to time. Yeah. I mean, there are people who want to hear the latest and greatest about the new stuff or the worst stuff in some cases, especially with your case. Oh, yeah. Uh, But... I thought to myself, you know, two episodes in a row, not really worth it. Even though technically Black Clover came out in 2017 and it's just still ongoing, which, oof. Uh, Let's not talk about Black Clover anymore. Yeah, we don't have to. Uh, Well, we will probably have to. I (laughs) imagine we're going to get some emails. Oh, God. Not as many as you'd think, but we're going to get some because there was actually a really fantastic fight scene that I saw a clip of uh, the other day in Black Clover. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty nice. Too bad I'm never going to see it in, uh, in actuality. Neat. Yeah. But at any rate, it got me back to thinking to our roots. Because, Remington, we're nearly at a year anniversary of our podcast. It's true. Just a couple weeks to go. Yeah, I think about two, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. It's relatively soon. And it got me back to thinking how we started. I wanted to make something, you know, something to really motivate myself to have some fun and just spend time with my friends. And uh, I thought, what better than to hang out with Remington and torture him for several hours a day? Yup, that, that's how it goes. And you agreed to it. Amazingly so. Your masochistic side is really showing. Yeah, it's been a questionable decision since that day. But on that questionable decision, when we first started, I was so ambitious, I was so excited that I had prepared several different anime, uh, thinking of the different curriculum I wanted to show you, what I needed to show you to get you into the idea and mindset of an anime fan. But there were also a lot of anime coming out at that time that I was both excited and terrified of, and so I just prepared little snippets of these anime to, you know, uh, get in the mindset of what a good 
auditory program would be like, what I could talk to you about, things that would be interesting and from an academic perspective as well as a review perspective as well as a, just a funny perspective. Okay, so is the anime you're showing me today one of the ones you were considering very early on? It is, actually. As soon as this anime came out, I watched about four episodes of it, and I thought to myself, I kind of want to talk about this, but I don't think anyone wants to talk about it. <laughs> And now you feel like we have enough listeners that it doesn't matter what they want. I mean, <laughs> I felt that it's been a year. And when this anime finished, it wasn't really anything remarkable. Most people dropped it after that first four episodes. Uh, oh, God. For, uh, for, for some obvious reasons. And I don't blame them in the slightest. I, uh, I was one of them, after all. So, let me get this straight. So, this is just an anime you thought of, but you were like, nah, that's not a great idea. People wouldn't want to talk about or listen to that. And now a year later, you're like, fuck it. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but I do have some reasons for talking about it, even back then. Okay, and what would those reasons be, Sean? Oh, well, we're dipping back into a uh, category that we haven't really touched for quite some time. Okay, always scary? Uh, it's not too bad. It's one we really should do more of, quite frankly, but I, being the shonen trash that I am, we just haven't. Okay, is it going to be shoujo? It is. Okay. Because, honestly, the last proper shoujo show we saw was Madoka Magica. Which is amazing. And can also be categorized as a shonen, as a lot of Magical Girl animes kind of cross uh, that threshold a bit. Oh, yeah. But I remember the very first true shoujo that we saw that was shoujo true and blue, and that one hurt me. Which a lot of people got angry at you at They for did. Ore Monogatari, and it was bad. It was terrible, but people love it, apparently. You're so just... <laughs> what I've learned is when things are in easily defined categories of shonen or shoujo, I usually don't like it. It's when they transcend either of those that I tend to. That being said, my sample size for shonen is significantly larger than my sample size for shoujo. And that is completely my fault. Uh, you guys have been recommending a lot of different shoujo anime to show him. Uh, a lot of really good ones as well. It's like almost like you guys want to hear him be happy for once. Thank you. And not a lot of bad shoujo have ever been really recommended, which... Okay, so that makes me tentatively optimistic this week. Which is fair. We're not doing a recommendation this week, though. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Our fans have been recommending all these different ones for you to try out, and you're like, nah, I'm going to do this one that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but nobody's interested in. Well, I wouldn't say I wanted to talk about it for a long time. I was just reminded of it earlier today, actually. <laughs> oh, just earlier today. Okay, what reminded you of it earlier today? Uh, I was wa uh, watching another really good anime that actually, <laughs> well, a good anime, I should say, uh, that covered some of the subject matter a lot better earlier today. And, oh, God, no. And I was, I was enjoying it. I was like, huh, I, want, I wish there was a bit more of this. And then I thought about it. Oh, wait, there was something a bit more. Okay, from everything you've just said, this is going to be a rough one again. I mean, you might like it. Mmm, doubt. It's not going to be as bad as Black Clover, though. Uh, I believe it. That is a very low bar. Mm-hmm, considering it's probably the worst shonen I've shown you. So bad. But it's, uh, it's interesting. 
This actually came out uh, about a year ago in the winter season of 2018. Okay. So relatively recent, and it was a little controversial at the time. A lot of people seemed to really enjoy it. They liked the manga a lot, and they liked the anime a lot. But even more people were kind of uh, perturbed by it for some very good reasons. Oh, uh, no. Uh, because it's it's a romance, obviously. A lot of shoujo tend to just right in the romance category because, you know, if it's directed at young women... Romance is a great option. It's the chiclet of anime. Oh, I'm sorry, the what? The chiclet. The chiclet? The chiclet. Chick as in female, lit as in literature. Chiclet. I'm pretty sure that's a candy, Remington. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like chiclet is a term. Let me Google it. Insert hold music here. Not crazy, damn it. I know chick flick is a thing, but chicklet that uh, that's a candy. I'm fairly certain. Google chicklet literature that appeals mainly to women. Get fucked, Sean. But it's also a candy, Remington. Like it's not a good candy. It's like those weird little like chocolate candy coated balls that you get in the tube like wrappers. It's not a good candy. It looks like this won't be a good anime. It's a perfect fit of a comparison. Let's continue forward. I feel like you just dissed all of women re- literature. <laughs> not women literature. Chicklet, which is a very <laughs> specific type of bad, which shoujo is very similar to. And there are some good examples, but most of them are definitely genre fiction. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is my favorite chicklet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frankenstein's monster is waifu. <laughs> it's the best waifu. Because it combines all of the waifus. Oh. <laughs> uh, now that you mention it, actually, there's an anime. <laughs> no, no, no. We're done with busty monster girls. It could have been a dude. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Monster dudes can be a thing. And yet they so rarely are. All right, but we get off topic. So back on track to what this specific anime is. So this anime is one simply called Citrus. Citrus, okay. Yep. I understand that. Oh, what do you understand about Citrus? It's it's good old tropical fruits. You got your lemon, you got your orange, you got your lime, Citrus. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Anything that would indicate shoujo or romantic tendencies? I I don't know. It's, 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 It's colorful, it's sweet, but sour which is a tsundere. I, I don't know what you want from me here, frankly. I mean, I guess that's the best approximation you can think of. Uh, hilariously enough, there's actually another anime out there that's a shoujo romance anime that's just called Orange. Oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> and they have completely different tonals to it. <laughs> but of course. I mean, the only thing they have in common is the shoujo and romance element. But wait till you guys see my next shoujo, Lemon. Well, actually... Okay, listen here, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's actually a lemon anime. I'll look into it. Oh, no. But I'll be honest, Rem. I, from what I've seen, I can't really tell why this is called Citrus. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure there's a good reason. It might have been an offhanded remark like you see in a lot of manga or TV or just movies in general. Where it's like, ah, but this life, this romance is like Citrus. <laughs> What what an inspirational quote. It cures my scurvy. <laughs> uh, for every listener out there, we would like to add on to our disclaimer. 
love does not cure scurvy. That is not <laughs> That is not medically sound. Take it from me, a medical professional. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Citrus don't uh citrus the show won't cure your scurvy. Actual citrus probably will help. <laughs> but you should really just go to a doctor as opposed to getting vitamin C deficiency and then just eating a bunch of oranges. It may work, but it'll still have problems. Okay, so we have a bad citrusy show, Joe. Which doesn't really have much citrus to it. Nope. Uh, so what is it, though? Okay, so in Romance Remington, there's the idea of a opposites attract type of mentality. Yep. And that's just true with romance in real life as well. You have one character who may be very stern and studious and very straightforward and to the point, and then you might have this bubbly, very lackadaisical type of character, and for one reason or another, they just kind of stick together and form a healthy romantic relationship. I can already tell where this is going. Oh, where would that possibly be, Remington? Oh, man, you have someone who perhaps is a little bit more shy and introverted or just perhaps more popular or perhaps more studious, etc., etc. Meanwhile, you have another character. Maybe they're a bit more brash, bold, outgoing. Maybe they're a bit poorer, perchance. And they're on completely separate worlds. How could they ever come together? But but then by happenstance and misadventure, true love blossoms. Kind of, yeah. Yep. Except not really. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. So let me give you a bit of the synopsis. It's a it's a high school uh, romance anime, of, of course. Because, I mean, that's what most of them are. Uh, more and more, we're getting some more adult a- uh, romance anime, and I am loving every second of it. Last year alone had, I think, two or three really great ones. Okay. But this was not one of them. Of course. <laughs> no, why would it be? So during the summer of her freshman year of high school, Yuzu Aihara's mother remarried and forcing her to move to a new school. Okay. And it's a very high-fidelity, top-tier school, like a very exclusive uh, uh, like private school. Yeah, or, so she's a bit of a fish out of water in this case. Yes, 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 because she is uh, what you would typically consider a preppy gal or like a valley gal okay. the Japanese equivalent basically yep. she dyes her hair blonde she does has a lot of accessories and uh, loves makeup there's a whole uh, subsection of Japanese culture that uh, goes into this preppy type of thing and I'm gonna do more research into it because there's a couple more anime that cover this topic that we need to discuss uh, this one just kind of has a light approach to it. I feel like that's a lot of what we see in the Western world. We see that image of Japanese girls, especially like Japanese schoolgirls, super preppy, all the accessories, all sorts of cute, silly, miscellaneous stuff at every single turn. I feel like we get a disproportionate amount of that depiction here in the West. Uh, especially considering it mimics a lot of the mentalities as Americans we are high schoolers seem to have, or at least they do in media. It's just familiar enough while also being just exotic enough for us to be interested. Exactly. It's an interesting dynamic, and there can be some interesting story elements uh, pulled from it. Uh, but it's a very fish-out-of-water situation, like you said, for her. Uh, Yuzu is just thrown into the situation where it's a very strict school. The uniform policy is very strict. Very minimal accessories are allowed, and no makeup either. No cell phones, nothing like that. Okay, so she has to tone it down. Exactly, exactly. And she's 
what you'd probably call like a fashionable socialite type of thing, you know? All right. Is she going to meet the busybody like student president or some crap? <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, got it in one man. Are you sure you haven't seen this anime? Oh, uh, I yeah, I forgot to mention. I actually did. I, I wrote my thesis on Citrus the anime. Oh, and uh, what was your big uh, issue with the uh, controversy of the whole show? Oh, the, the big controversy. You know, I ultimately thought that the controversy itself was far less interesting than the blowout and the social impact that it had. Because as you analyze further, the anime since then have, uh, I would argue, be in direct response to this controversy. All of the anime since then, in fact, 100% of the anime since then have all been either in favor, against, or deliberately trying to ignore the controversy that arose. You could literally just paste that into any episode we do about any kind of controversy and you'd be kind of right. You're damn right, John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm clueless. So she finds this guy. What's his name? Uh, Well, it's not quite like that, unfortunately. It, it's, there's a little more you need to get into. Oh, okay, there's more info. Yes. Uh, all right, continue the synopsis then. Her whole goal is in her high school career, of course, away from all of her friends, all of her favorite people, is to have a good time, make new friends, fall in love, experience her first kiss. You know, your very typical shoujo, uh, coming-of-age, high school girl type stuff, you know? Because, yep. I mean, who doesn't love the idea of a first kiss, right? Yeah. This and is reminding me in a few similar ways that I think are very superficial, but nonetheless similar, of Watamote. Mm -hmm. uh, just how the main character in Watamote also had a bunch of goals social goals that they wanted to accomplish, though I imagine this will not handle things in any of the similar ways. Uh, considering it's not a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it has some jokes in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see if those are funny. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But like I said, the school is ultra strict, and it's also an all-girls school. Okay, okay, okay. And Interesting. It's filled with obedient shut-ins and overachieving grade skippers, so she's having a hard time fitting in with all these uh, very uptight preppy people. Of course. Well, different kind of preppy. You know what I mean? Preppy is a very interesting adjective. Isn't yeah, it? I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, and her. Uh, of course, she shows up all gaudy and over-the-top dressed, not really realizing how big of an issue the uniform was going to be. And everyone is like, "Ooh, no! What a taboo!" Uh, no, actually, people are just like, "What is she doing?" That's. <laughs> they don't even care. They're so apathetic to the world around them. The only person that care is, cares is the student council president, May Ihara. May Ihara. Uh, the beautiful and imposing student council president who immediately proceeds to, well... Wait a minute, Sean. What? Is is this a lesbian romance? It is. Oh my god! Yeah. This is the first time we're actually tackling an anime that has to do with same-sex relationships. I am wildly surprised mm -hmm. because whereas that has been normalized greatly especially in the recent decade in western media the same cannot be said i believe for eastern media and anime nearly to the same extent that is correct remington uh while it is becoming more and more popular well not popular but more and more accepted over there Legally speaking, it's still kind of a bit of a taboo subject because Eastern cultures tend to be very traditional in a lot of ways. Yep. Uh, they've always had, like, leniency towards people who feel this way, but they aren't going to legalize that as a true marriage for a lot of cases or 
they won't be as respected in a lot of ways. What you're saying is that when I inevitably dislike Citrus because it is an anime and it is shoujo trash, then I am also going to be labeled homophobic. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but not really, because it's a bit of an interesting choice that I made with this one, because I... I watched an anime earlier that was a Yuri-esque, which I don't know if you're familiar with the term Yuri. It, is that just girl on girl? It is. Okay. It's just lesbian. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, anime Japanese equivalent. It's a slang term, very much so. Okay. To describe girl on girl action. Uh, oh, wow. God, that just sounded misogynistic <laughs> as fuck. As soon as it left my mouth, I realized how bad that was. But Okay, can we just replay that but turn on sexy music? Girl on girl action. Uh, Perfect, thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> I'm never going to get a girlfriend at this rate. <laughs> but at any rate, watching a really good one reminded me of this awful one, so I figured we'd jump into it. The problem with this show is, is after the student council president uh, May notices her and notices her appearance, she immediately goes to scold her. And proceeds to uh, remove her accessories and take her cell phone off of her uh, by essentially caressing her. Oh, no. Uh, basically, she does, you know, the pat-down, but a lot more close. This isn't progressive. It's just fan service. A little bit. No! I know, I know. Uh, but... That's where a lot of the controversy is, is how the fan service is. Oh, and, oh, God, there's there's one more thing I forgot to mention. Oh, no. The big twist of the show that steps right from all the other Yuri trash is, uh, well, as soon as she gets home after having a horrible day at uh, her school, she realizes that May is her new stepsister. Motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> it's twice the sister fucking all in one anime relationship. It's okay, Remington, because they're both girls and they're not technically related. None of this makes it okay. <laughs> Got you again, buddy. God damn it. Okay, I'm ready to end my life. Let's get through with this. Yep, so the romance is between the two uh, step-siblings and the fact that, oh my god, this is such a taboo because not only is it a same-sex relationship, but also because they happen to be step-siblings. You see, here I was thinking... Wow, good on this anime for taking a social stand, being progressive. No, they're just trying to be sexy. They're just doing it for the fan service. It's just so it can feel taboo and naughty and so you can have twice the tits. That is all. That is the only purpose. I, oh, I'm in the abyss. I'm in the abyss, Sean. Oh, it's not that bad, Remington. They try to have a reasonable story having to deal with the idea of, uh, sexual harassment and such, but that's besides oh, the point. Uh, let's go watch some Citrus, though, and we'll come back to it. Oof. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming a total of three riveting episodes of Citrus. Remington, you look, uh... Well, you look a bit frustrated, to say the least, and not in the sexual way for once. 
Yeah, certainly not. Citrus was an interesting one. Wow, you used the word interesting. I did. I used the cursed word. Okay, how was it interesting, Remington? Uh, I think that through this discussion, you will find that first, I have a lot of unsurprising opinions, but I have a few surprising opinions as well, though even how they are surprising is a surprise in of itself. Interesting? Uh, but I suppose I should get the big thing out of the way. You didn't enjoy this show, did you? Uh, no. 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 It is not in the positive rankings. Oh, what a surprise. I know. Mind-blowing. That's definitely on the unsurprising revelations and opinions that I have about Citrus. Okay, okay. And I, I've come to realize that the only two primary shoujo shows I've shown you have been a bit, uh... God-awful? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say Orimogatari was god-awful. Oh, but it was. Oof. We're going to get more emails if you keep that up. I'll be honest, Sean. And already I'll start with a controversial statement. I don't know which one I like less. Oh! <laughs> oh, wait, what? If you put Ore Motogatari and Citrus in front of me and told me to finish one, I don't know which one I would choose. Fucking what? Yeah. But we... Wait, hold, okay, hold on. I was about to go into the de depth about Citrus, but... <laughs> I need a second. Remington, you, you do realize that Orimonogatari is quite a beloved show, right? It's very highly rated by a lot of people. It's real bad. But, and then there's this show, which, uh, for a frame of reference, Orimonogatari got a little over 8 on uh, Mal. Way too high. Whereas Citrus got a solid 6.7. In a weird way? A little too low. Oh? Now, uh, that statement is definitely going to require explanation, which we will get to. I should hope so. I knew this episode was going to be a little controversial, as it's the first same-sex relationship style show we've done, but what? There's going to be some interesting opinions. And don't get me wrong, to all of our listeners who are hoping to hear me rant at length about this and tear it apart, you will get that. But there'll be some interesting surprises in there as well. Oh, I mean, I'm already surprised, so... Let's start with some of... The basics, Sean. Okay, let's start with the basics. Uh, this is a primarily character-driven show. Oh, yeah, and so because it is character-driven, it needs to rely on good characters. And right now, there are maybe three characters of note. Yeah, there are some tertiary characters, like one or two secondary characters, and then there's the two main characters and almost the only two that matter. Yeah, I'd say probably exclusively those two. I mean, the other characters do get uh, their spotlights here and there throughout the anime and in the manga. I did read some of the manga as well because I was curious if it could be any similar. But again, manga doesn't matter. Yeah, and as we delve into these characters and as we delve into Citrus overall, I think there is a very strong comparison to be made. A uh, comparison of what? Well, I believe, Sean, that we have seen the shonen equivalent of this show. We have? We certainly have, Sean. If you had to take a guess what that would be, what would you say? Oh, God. Uh, the shonen equivalent of Citrus? Oh, yes, Sean. I'm very confident in this. I think the shonen equivalent in 
both execution and just generally how I feel about this show Sword is on. kill a kill. What? Yep. Because I feel very similarly about that, and I will be making quite a few comparisons as we go along. Oh god, this is going to get more controversial than I thought. You're damn right it is, Sean. And not in the positive way. You're damn right, Sean. Oh no, oh god, oh, Trigger fans, help me. And it starts with the characters. Like Kill la Kill, I think that Citrus has decent characters. But with those characters... First, it's sort of hit or miss and occasionally gets too tropey for my personal liking. And second, as will be a common theme in both Citrus and Kill la Kill, I think that it has strong foundations that are ultimately bastardized by fan service. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, I was expecting you to make uh, allusions to maybe sort her online with that kind of stuff because it has the exact same issue, but... But, but kill a kill, really? Oh, God, that that's a can of worms I didn't want to have to open up again quite so soon. Oh, don't you worry, Sean. It'll get worse. Oh, what? How could it get worse? Not only have you made some strange accusations comparing these this show to Ori Monogatari and others, and now you're saying that it's the, shon- the shoujo equivalent of, si- of, of citrus? Of kill a kill? What? I just... What, I, I can't even process You see, this. Sean, there... You see, Sean, citrus, I imagine, is a hyper-polarizing type of anime. I imagine it has a strong cult fan base who are really into it for one reason or another, whether it's just because it's titillating or because they find it has genuine merit. And then there is... A probably larger group of people who really, really, really don't like it. Now, I want to to say right now, I'm going to be angering everyone here. Oh, you're already halfway there with me, bud. Let's see how far this goes. Let's let's (laughs) hop on the train of disappointment. Let's get going. So to continue more in depth with Citrus's characters, I think that the primary main character is actually pretty decent. You know what? I can kind of agree with you. She is very tropey, but at least you can kind of understand where she's coming from in a lot of ways. And I think that she has stronger motivations, usually, than most we've seen. And her character is less tropey than most that we've seen. Now, this is not to say that they don't fall into either of those pitfalls. They do. They just fall into them at a lesser rate than most of the protagonists that we have seen through all of the different anime that we've watched. Ultimately, I would rank, in isolation, the main character as above average. Though, I would be putting some major asterisks on that that we will be getting to. One of the asterisks is probably all the shots focused on her ass, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. All right, um... I'm still reeling about the kill a kill thing. <laughs> uh, I might get over it. I might not. But uh, so yeah, that's that's the main, the first main girl, Yuzu. What about May? So with May, 
I think that there is ultimately still potential there, and if I were to be hyper-charitable, I would say th that her character becomes a good one perhaps throughout the show, and that I would need to wait and see. However, so far, it hasn't quite gotten to that level yet. She's brooding, she's dark, she's quiet and mysterious. You can tell that she has some internal family issues. She's a little too aggressive. And I think that ultimately, all of these have tropes that do indeed have potential to grow past the tropes and could develop further from that. Now, I am not super confident that they will do so, but it would not be a wild surprise to me if they at least attempted it. Uh, and I can't confirm that they attempt to justify all of her, quite frankly, inappropriate actions. I mean, that is the premise of the show. Uh, how sexual harassment can be a horrible thing and how different people deal with it and some of the strange side effects that are paired with it. But And it... we'll get into those major themes more in depth in a moment. Ultimately, I think it would come down to are they going to handle this in a properly nuanced way or is this going to be fairy tale? We all, everyone has a story, everyone has a scar, bullshit. Oh, little column A, little column B, honestly. And so I think that she is right now an undecided character for me. When it comes to when it comes to the secondary or the tertiary characters, I think that they are all decent but relatively forgettable. And one thing that I think Citrus definitely fails on is the relationships between the main characters and those secondary and tertiary characters. This indeed, as I've critiqued many times in many other anime, is a show where there is a small world and that world solely revolves around the main characters and anyone interacting with them. And they're surrounded by CG monstrosities. You forgot that part. Yeah, I think that ultimately I liked the visuals more often than I didn't. But when I didn't, it was very apparent. Uh, every time there was a wide shot of a bunch of people walking, basically. Yeah, I think other than those wide shots, I thought that its visual style generally outside of that was actually pretty good. Honestly, it's not a bad shoujo art style. It's got those soft lines and uh, pale pastel colors that you'd expect from a shoujo, and some very fun little uh, character fashion details that they threw in. Uh, the real big criticism I'd make, though, is uh, it's got a lot of same face syndrome. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you just took their faces away from each other and switched them all around, it would be impossible to tell the difference unless their eyes went with them and their eye colors specifically. Now... Moving on from characters, I think before moving on to into major themes and concepts, we should just move on to storytelling elements. Okay. So the story of Citrus is, as I explained to you, a girl has to transfer to a new school because her mother just suddenly got married. And at that new school, she's dressed up in a very typical uh, gyaru fashion, which is the uh, Japanese uh, term. I looked it up while we were watching because I... You know, I've seen it already, so I didn't need to watch it <laughs> as in-depth again, uh, which is roughly a translation of gal. Okay. Uh, basically, it's us or, like, girl with, like, uh, with a U. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, girl. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, uh, it's an interesting subculture of uh, 
of uh, pop culture uh, Japan, but we'll get more into that in the future because, like I said before, it's a it's a very light thing for this. Yeah, like it's present throughout the whole story, but it's not as heavy handed. Yeah, and I think ultimately. What you described is pretty straightforward, and it's from that that the rest follows. Ultimately, it's not a wildly plot-driven show. It is much more a character-driven show. But I think it's still important to touch upon how it goes about telling that story. One major pitfall I think this show had was its pacing. I think ultimately it should have taken far more time for things to get resolved. I think a lot of times it had decent pacing within the episode, but by the conclusions that it would reach with character development, it seemed a bit rushed. So even though all of the actions, or at least most of the actions, were almost always decently motivated, which I appreciated, it always came to those final closing moments of each episode where you'd have major character development that always felt a little too sudden for my liking. Uh, there was a whole lot of change just in the three episodes that we saw, and I feel like I would have liked to see almost all of that change take place over a wider amount of time. Uh, yeah, so one thing that I noticed in my research for this show is this is a common thing that happens with a lot of anime. The show is only 12 episodes long. Uh, but, of course, the manga continues on after that. Obviously. But each episode ranges between three to five chapters of the manga. Oof. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not too terribly uncommon, and it can be adapted in a way that is manageable and pleasant to watch. But if you were paying attention, you'd notice that the big major issue of every plot point was resolved by the end of the episode it started in. Yeah, which is okay, but not what I personally enjoy. I'm going to make a very nuanced statement right now. I think, ultimately, Citrus would probably be a better anime if it was a full-length series of 24 to 26 episodes. That being said, that is not saying I, personally, would prefer the show to be that long, but I think the individual episodes would be better if that were the case. I gotta be honest with you, Remington. I am super hesitant to continue this part of the interview because... You've said some very controversial things at the beginning, and right now you're getting into a lot of very positive qualities of a show that you definitely disliked. Yep. Okay, well, let's keep going then. Uh, and there's anything else on the story? Because it goes really straightforward from that point on. There's an instance of uh, blatant sexual harassment, which we'll get to, and finding out that she, they're actually sisters now, which is a thing that can happen in the real world. Don't worry about it. Now, the only other thing I would say with the storytelling elements is that when it came to the dialogue, I think, once again, the dialogue was overall above average. That doesn't mean that it didn't have its shortcomings. It certainly did, and the valleys go very deep. But it's average, it's overall, and it's general default was set to be above average. Do you have an example? Nothing in particular. I just felt like a lot of the dialogue, it worked. There weren't a lot of really stilted moments that I tend to notice in other anime. It was essentially the fact that it was more invisible than most of the anime we tend to watch that made me note that that is usually an indicator of pretty decent dialogue when it's pretty seamless. Remington, this was supposed to be a trashy throwaway episode to make up for all the in-depth, deep discussions we've had lately. I mean, 
I've been tearing it apart. I've been mentioning its praises. I'm pretty mixed on this one. And overall, once again, I'm not a fan. But I think this has a lot of genuine merits, which is another reason why I compare it to Kill la Kill, which I think had a lot of ambition in its ideas and in a lot of its execution. It had a lot of well-thought-out details, but ultimately, because of one major reason, it meant that it took away from all of its potential to serve a very different purpose. And ultimately, that's where I'm putting Citrus as well, as something with a lot of interest ideas that could go somewhere and could be very well executed but because it was too focused on fan service and titillation I don't think it succeeded and with that I think it's a good transition to move in to broad themes concepts and motifs yeah a little extra disclaimer for you folks uh going into this it is a very heavy topic and if you have issues talking about anything along the lines of sexual harassment rape or anything of those natures uh you can feel free to tune out for a bit uh, we perfectly understand uh it's a very sensitive and heavy topic but it's important to talk about in a show like this which you know it's it's a relatively new show so it's important to talk about the bad so we can get more focused on the good and I think when it comes to all of its concepts, it attempts to explore a lot. It's very ambitious in its scope. It wants to explore same-sex relationships, the idea of very forbidden love, which is a very fascinating concept, especially if explored well, rather than just the, oh, they don't like us, it's oh, this is properly taboo, which can be executed, once again, quite properly i think that you could have a good anime that still has these two stepsisters taboo loving each other but it would have to be executed wildly different because these concepts of sexual assault of taboo and forbidden love as well as of same-sex relationships all these ideas they are heavy fascinating topics that if you do the due diligence to them they can they can cut deep and you can create a proper social narrative that is not only emotionally touching but also wildly thought-provoking unfortunately and this i would argue is the most important shortcoming of the entire show and the biggest reason why Citrus is not a good anime, it doesn't execute those themes well. And I would like to explore a little bit in depth each one of those themes to explore why I think it fails on all counts. I think I have an idea of where this is going. Like, we've, we've hit more of the end of the surprise train for me. I'm still a little upset at you for the kill a kill statements. <laughs> Which I still hold by 100%. Because, oh my god, I will kill a kill saved anime. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Trigger saved anime. Every time they make an anime, except for when they have to save it from themselves, Garling and the Franks. Uh, we won't talk about that right now. But Trigger saved anime, damn it, and you have to appreciate that. As I said in the kill a kill episode, I appreciated what it wanted to do, but I don't think it did it well. Likewise with Citrus, I appreciate what it wanted to do, but I don't think it did it 
well. For example, let's talk about the fact of a same-sex relationship. We discussed briefly in part one about how this idea is not often explored in Eastern culture compared to where it has become much more normalized in Western culture. And I think that it's a fascinating one to explore that feeling of, should I love this person? Should I care for this person? Really discovering yourself both romantically and sexually, especially in a society that doesn't approve of it. However, it does not execute it very well, especially in its offhand remarks portraying it as a phase or as a symptom of being surrounded by a bunch of girls who are just real lustful, so of course they're going to be much more lesbian than usual, in a very dismissive, weird, and mildly uncomfortable way that I think was supposed to be mildly humorous, but definitely was not. I, yeah, no, it was, uh, <laughs> ooh, poorly executed. The humor in the show was basically non-existent. I thought that it had some decent moments, but ultimately it was a little bit rough. And it doesn't claim to be a comedy, so that's pretty acceptable. But ultimately, if it were to portray same-sex relationships and lesbian relationships as just human relationships, that would have been a lot better, but... It represented it in this weird mixed manner that I find ultimately a bit problematic, even if it wasn't intending to be so. And then we get into this concept of forbidden love, and it falls into that same category where instead of it being forbidden, how are we going to overcome it? Ooh, do you feel how uncomfortable it is? It introduces fan service so that the taboo is yet again only to excite. The fact that it is so taboo is just to make it more raw and interesting so often. And sometimes it would reel back from that, but too often it would just embrace that. We're a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> are, are our listeners laughing yet? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... The fan service is the biggest controversy of the show because it does heavily point out the flaws with trying to uh, talk about these subjects in a lot of anime. There have been several shows that handle it very maturely and very well. Mirai Nikki being an amazing example. Mm -hmm. And that one had true full nudity for most of it. Which... Yeah, but it wasn't meant to excite. It wasn't meant to titillate. It wasn't meant to arouse. It was meant to show the broad reality and it's not even to say that you can't do those things while also carrying an issue with sufficient amount of weight however this did not do so and this certainly did not find the balance rather it seemed mostly confused on what exactly it wanted to be or how exactly it wanted to show what it is you know what a conclusion i just came to is it's a bit like if a writer had a story in mind and they knew how they wanted to tell it and how they wanted to display it to the world, but then someone was like, that's not going to make money. 100%. I could, I would not be surprised at all to hear that 
it has a very different execution, but then it was bastardized. I don't think that was the case, but if I heard that, that would make sense in my head, because it's very similar to how that would end up. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that can happen and does happen. There's actually a, a bit of a cliche slash clause in a lot of anime that say, hey... This new show, it's Slice of Life, you should have at least one bathhouse episode and one beach episode. Oof. Like, there's a lot of uh, shows that have that as a standard thing. You know, the beach episode is often joked about in media, but yep. it's such a prevalent thing in anime, it's almost hilarious. And it feels like that would be the kind of thing, but after reading the manga, I can tell you right now, it's probably not the case. Yeah. Which, it, which is a shame, really. Yeah, and... This leads us to talk about the final concept and the one that was most harmed, I believe, by the fan service, and that was the sexual harassment and assault that is quite prevalent in Citrus. This, at times, is given some weight and given some intensity. There are moments where you feel uncomfortable, and that is the desired result. Unfortunately, that is after it has tried to show, wow, two girls making out. Pretty scandalous and sexy, eh, fellas? Uh. Which completely <laughs> bastardizes the message you're trying to send. It is okay if you show that it is scandalous and sexy as long as you don't give me a wink on the way out. Uh. <laughs> Wink on the Way Out was my favorite 90s grunge band, <laughs> quite frankly. The genre has never been the same since they left. It's true. They were a hallmark. <laughs> but no, yeah, you can't have a serious, heavy discussion on sexual harassment. Uh, rape culture is another thing that is somewhat brought up as well uh, with a subtle, but it's a little hot, right, type of message mixed yeah. in. Which, uh, as the show progresses, there's a bit less and less of, and it becomes more about the idea of your standard romance of them trying to figure out, oh, I like this person a lot, but how do I interact with them? How do I go on proper relationships? And I, I'm going to spoil the ending of the anime for you. No, you can't do that. Not for me, but for the listeners, Sean, because there might be some people who still want to see it. There's not going to be a lot of people that want to see it after this episode. I don't know. I think there might. I don't know, man. They might watch one episode and think, oh, no, Remington's a dumbass, and then turn it off. <laughs> they already thought that, John. It's going to be exponentially increased, though, my man. You've already insulted Orimonogatari and Kill a Kill in the same goddamn episode. <laughs> Instead of spoiling the ending, let me make a bit of a prediction, and then all you do, say whether I am right or not. Okay, I can do that. So, my prediction is that ultimately they're going to try and treat things a little bit more seriously with a bit more gravity. Uh, and maybe this isn't even my prediction, but this is my ideal circumstances. This is my, if they do this, this may not be a fully bad anime, may just have an abysmal start. So they start delving into those deeper topics. They do less scandalous, sexy stuff, and it's more a very human interaction that delves further into the struggles of the taboo. And I think ultimately, in the end, the only proper end that I think would 
give weight to all of these things is if they don't end up together. If it ends and for societal reasons, for reasons beyond their love, they cannot ever truly have what they want. And unfortunately, I'm not super confident that that's going to be the end, but if it had this end, I think it might, might end up being an okay anime. So the idea is that though they know they are experimenting with this, they're curious, they want to learn more about it, they want to go through all the trials and tribulations of romance and try and figure out who they are as people, you ultimately want them to not end up together. I want this to say reality is harsh and unfair, and because it is harsh and unfair, some things can just never be regardless of how pure the love may be. And you know what? In the manga, that might be true. As far as the anime goes, that's not how it ends. And that's wildly disappointing to me, Sean. Ultimately, my views on Citrus are complex and very mixed, and they are quite sure to anger people from either side of the debate. I mean, I'm fuming a little bit, but I'm also kind of calmed down by your dulcet tones and your reasonable explanations, which you don't really get from you too often. I <laughs> know, normally it's angry ranting, which there was a handful of proper ranting, but there was a whole lot more introspection and analysis because I think at the end of the day, I want to like Citrus because I think that it has an interesting vision. It has interesting ideas. Unfortunately, it takes those interesting ideas and it doesn't do well with them. Doesn't really do much of anything with them, really. Which is just wildly disappointing. And so that's the word that I'm going to leave Citrus with. Disappointing. You know what? I think that's probably the most fair reaction you've ever given a show about incest. Which is real weird. Yeah. Don't worry, listeners. The next time Sean tries to hit me with some weird incest, you will get your proper outrage. I still think it was hilarious when I dropped the ball on you. Oof. <laughs> I think that reaction alone made this uh, heavy-handed introspective moment worthwhile, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. But needless to say, some shocking words from you again man we've been doing this for nearly a year and you still managed to surprise me that's one thing that'll remain constant yeah and i will add one last thing just to re-emphasize the point that while citrus does these things really horribly wrong it's important to bring up the failures of previous shows to talk about why they failed and what we can do to make better media and better statements and culture uh and that's already being shown to be true with a lot more uh, shows coming out this year in stateside and in anime, and uh, a lot of the uh, yaoi side of things, which is the male equivalent of Yuri, okay, uh, is very prominent. Uh, we're actually, I'm actually planning on doing an episode on a very popular uh, yaoi themed show relatively soon. It's very highly requested, so you guys can look forward to that. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how, uh, your thoughts will compare, uh, but honestly, man, I just figured this would be a quick and dirty, easy episode, but the only thing we got was some dirty stuff in the show and then some wild introspection. You got Umaru chand bitch. I don't think... <laughs> Keep your Umaru out of my incest, please. <laughs>
Oh, God. I would appreciate you keeping it wildly separate. Likewise. But I guess I just have one thing I left to ask you, Rem. Do you want to go watch more Citrus? I don't think so, Sean. I don't think so. Fascinating. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoy deep introspectives on lesbian incest stories, uh, feel free to drop a review on whatever podcasting platform you listen on, whether it be Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or honestly, if you want us to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can tweet us at AnimeConPod, or you can send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and this is the most dulcet. Don't fuck your sister. Who are sitting right there? Oh no. So hey, Sean. What? Remember how you mentioned the lemon anime? Oh no. There's no lemon anime. However, back in the long gone year of 1984, there was a one of the first hentai series released. Oh no. Called Cream Lemon. No. This is news to me. Yes. Uh, that was in looks like August of 1984. Do you know when the very first hentai OVA was released? When? February of that same year. No! <laughs> like a storm! And it was actually, uh, the original one was called Lita Anime, which is, I think, before the term hentai had really been established for the medium. Well, because the Ooh. hentai is just the Japanese translation for pervert. Hentai is almost 40 years old? How old do you think porn is, man? I mean, to be fair, the ancient Greeks have it on their pottery, uh, you know, Egyptian, every fucking culture. People but this love is their porn. anime! And anime's been around since the 60s. Ah! <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, sir. Uh, but back to Citrus.